It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kick them down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, this past Sunday at our open house at our North Oaks location, I heard so many life-changing stories from people who had either taken a class, come in for nutritional counseling, or had just listened to Dishing Up Nutrition. It was an amazing event with over 600 people stopping in to meet the teachers, the nutritionists, the staff, and tell me how much they appreciate our real food nutrition message. It's such a simple message, isn't it, Katie? And they responded. I mean, the amount of people that showed up, it was it was so, I don't know, heartwarming <clears throat> to see so many people show up. I think when people are given that uh, message that they can eat real food, yes, it really, it actually gives them permission to stop eating all that low-fat, fat-free food and one of the things we kept hearing is, I love my butter. Yes. Thank you so much for giving me my butter back. <laughs> I don't have to eat the, I can't believe it's not butter or the butter spray. Butter. You know, and I tell people that, you know, sometimes too, when I um, start started eating the real food message again. Yes. I tell, you know, it's like the day I realized that butter was a good food to eat instead of my margarines and fake. I think that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> it was so good. So I just want to say thank you to all of you who came out in that rainy, cold weather. Oh, boy. And and thank you for sharing your success stories. And today I want to share one of those life-changing stories. These are comments from a person who took our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. She may have been in one of your classes, Katie. Maybe. You know, she said, I am... I am so happy with my results. I feel so much better. I have more energy. I lost 19 pounds, 26 inches. This is class is the best thing I've ever done for myself. I feel stronger in everything I do in my life. It has been so empowering. It's so nice to hear those things. And we, we hear that all the time, but it never gets old. To it's hear... a great life-changing story, yes. isn't it? And you know what? You know what? It was so much more than just losing weight. That was just the frosting on the cake. <laughs> of course, not a real cake. And of course, not real frosting. Maybe like whipped cream on top, right? Yes, maybe. <laughs> so on May 6th, we have a new Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting in Wyzetta. And on May 7th, we have a new series starting in North Oak. So, you know, if you want to sign up, it's just 651-699-3438. And personally, I just want to tell people I feel so blessed to have my great health. You know, I have great endurance, as people know. Yes. I have pretty good zest for life. Oh, yeah. And I know at my age, the biggest factor in my good health is my own personal nutrition. You know, I really know if I chose to eat more carbohydrates, you know, the pies, the cakes, the cookies, the chips, the popcorn and muffins. Those you know, processed carbohydrates. Processed right? I would have been a diabetic at least 20 years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, my real, younger brother, I was talking to him on the phone last week. Oh, okay. And he reminded me that he was first diagnosed with type 2 diabetes at the age of 42. Wow. So he's been living with diabetes for 23 years. And honestly, his toes and his feet 
will tell him that all the time. And what kind of quality of life is that? I mean, having good health and eating the real good foods is such a payoff. And, you know, sometimes when I'm out eating with friends or family at a restaurant and they show the dessert, Mm -hmm. I think, oh, that would be really nice to have. Yes. And then I think again and I think, no, that would lead to diabetes. I'd rather have my good health. Right. And so I say, no, I don't need that. The, the apple pie a la mode doesn't sound quite as good <laughs> after that idea. So our show topic today is managing diabetes as an older adult. And frankly, I want to manage my food before I become diabetic. And honestly, we are experts at helping people do just that, managing their foods before they become diabetic. Mm-hmm. Preventative measures. But, you know, people have to be willing, don't they? Mm-hmm. They have to be willing to give up some of their sugar and most of their processed carbohydrates. You know, we say you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's so true. You can just look at it, but you can't can't eat it. it. (laughs) So joining me today is Katie Harla, and Katie is a registered and licensed dietitian. You see clients in our YZ office? Yes, yep. And also in Lakeville? Yes. And she also sees clients and provides nutritional counseling to a lot of people in different businesses. Yep. So you go out from our office and spend time in their locations and it's, see people. It's so rewarding. Off-site, on-site, you know, around the <laughs> Twin Cities area. Um, I love, I seriously, truly love what I do. And I'm not just saying that because you're the boss, right? <laughs> this is exactly the brand of nutrition that I love to teach. The idea of real food, no low-fat, no fat-free food, because I've been there. You know, uh-huh. I've yes. tried that. It doesn't work. No, it just makes you hungry. It just makes you hungry. Yes. If you are diabetic, it is important to eat healthy fats with every meal and every snack. Katie, say that one more time because I just don't believe that they think that. They No. And that's not what they're taught either. I go around and around with my brother on this one. Yes. Even though I'm supposed to be the expert. Right. <laughs> so truly, if you are diabetic or you are somebody who is starting to struggle with your blood sugars, it is so important to make sure that you're eating healthy fats with every snack and every meal. The low fat equation, it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. Especially, especially for diabetics. Mm-hmm. Good fats actually turn down the cravings for sugar. So, you know... And I've told Dar this, but when I've gone through my training to be a registered dietitian, I was taught that a diabetic patient really should follow a low-fat or fat-free diet, which is so wrong. Wrong. Now, even seeing it with clients, that just does not work. No. This low-fat practice, it really wasn't based on research. In reality, if a diabetic does follow a low-fat diet, what happens is they, they have more cravings for sugar and they have a harder time managing their blood sugars. Fat in our foods actually does stabilize our blood sugar levels. So people who do eat good fat at each meal and snack have less highs and lows in their blood sugar, which is much safer, right, for a diabetic. Much safer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but fats, not all fats are created equal, are they? No. So we're not talking about corn oil. We're not recommending that at all. No. We're not recommending soybean oil. We're not recommending vegetable oil or... Foods that have partially hydrogenated fats, such as margarine. Right. And so that's when people, you know, look at the ingredients label and say, if it says hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated, not a good food product to be choosing. But we're saying, hey, you can eat olives. Yes. You can eat olive oil. You can eat avocados. That's another one that Uh-oh. people, they're so happy to be able to eat avocados, avocados. again. Yes. 
And they can eat real nuts, real peanut butter, butter, heavy cream. And, of course, our favorite is coconut oil. Coconut they can oil. Have coconut oil, Such again. a great fat. And you know what? To me, all those foods you just described, olives, olive oil, avocados, butter, that sounds more flavorful. Right? Life yes. is more flavorful with good fats. It uh, Truly, truly. That's what puts the flavor in food. Oh, my goodness. So what, you know, what if you are a diabetic and are living in an assisted living or in a nursing home? You know, how can you manage your diabetes with the pop and the juice carts traveling down the halls right to your room? Oh, I see that. If you visit a, a nursing home, mm-hmm. says, you see it all the time, all the time. You? The little snack carts going up and down the hallway. Or what about... You know, ice cream socials. Oh, yes. It doesn't, you know, maybe they already had a high sugar snack at or meal at their snack, but then they have the ice cream social or the pies and the cakes for desserts. You know, of course, there's always mashed potatoes and corn available, <laughs> which are high starch. High sugar. High sugar, right? And the sandwiches with the bread that are high in sugar. Oh, you know, did I forget to mention pancakes? Oh. And French toast. The sugar. And sugar and sugar, you know, all of those foods are so high in sugar. I'm kind of sitting here and when I talk about that, it's like, where's the real food in that? French toast and mashed potatoes in there or, you know, these these desserts. Um, Most often when I've worked or interned at a transitional or long-term care facility as a dietitian, I really wasn't that happy with the type of food provided to the residents. You know, I understand that mealtime is very important. I mean, that's a huge piece of, you know, their day. Sure. You know, it's important for the social reasons, quality of life reasons, and very important for the health reasons. So it's really important to blend those pieces together. So, you know, Katie, when I was kind of putting the show together, I Mm -hmm. was kind of reading the paper and thinking, you know, really, today when we read the newspaper or see, you know, on 6 o'clock news, nutrition stories, we realize more and more schools are actually upgrading their school lunch program. Yes, we're seeing more vegetables, less processed foods, more home, home-cooked home meals, less bread and pasta. Again, these changes are occurring because of the obesity and diabetes crisis that's in our kids. Yes. So what is happening to the facilities for older adults, such as nursing homes or assisted living homes? You know, I guess to answer that question, we've invited a special guest, Joy Melby, who has 15 years of experience as a director at an assisted living facility, and she really came to realize that what people eat while in an assisted living or in a nursing home makes a difference in their short-term and long-term health. Yes, and I think we're going to hold that thought, and we're going to take a break. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll really kind of introduce Joy here and talk about what you have seen. So... If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we are talking about how to manage diabetes in older adults. So if you have a parent or a grandparent with diabetes living in a nursing home type facility and want to learn about new snacks and meals that will help balance out their blood sugars, stay tuned, because we're going to discuss how to manage diabetes in an older adult with our special guest, Joy Melby, who after working as a director of a large assisted living facility, helped to develop a special software program to help assisted living and group homes provide the best care for the residents. So if you have questions today, um, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071.
Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. While you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, you know, last week there was a study published in Nature uh, Medicine reporting that a nutrient called carnitine in red meat contributes to heart disease. It wasn't the saturated fat Mm -hmm. that they're always talking about, but it was carnitine. And, you know, as nutritionists, we know that carnitine has been found to increase metabolism. Yes. In fact, we teach it in some of our classes. We do. And that fat burn, and it actually helps fat burning mm-hmm. by carrying fat into the cells for for the mitochondria to burn it for yes. energy. Yes. So let's take a look at this study. You know, and frankly, I'm not an expert in this area, but the study contained only six Subjects are six people. Which is a very small amount, I mean, comparatively. So there were five meat eaters and one vegetarian. Now, I am actually, and we are, we look at studies that are, have maybe a thousand people in them. At least. Or maybe Mm 50,000 people. And I would look at this study and say, huh, interesting. But then again, other researchers have found that seafood contains as much or more of this so-called harmful ingredient, carnitine, as beef. So I look at the bigger picture. Many, many larger studies have found that the higher the sugar in the diet, Mm -hmm. the higher the LDL cholesterol, and the lower the HDL cholesterol, and the higher the CRP number, which is what? It's just kind of this inflammatory marker that people get tested in their body. Yes. And it is actually inflammation is the number one cause of heart disease. So it's kind of like we keep dancing around the idea of what is, you know, the culprit. And it's the inflammation and the sugar, the processed foods. Right. You know, and some of these small studies get us off track because what causes inflammation again? The sugar. Sugar. Processed foods. So we stop avoiding the number one culprit, sugar. Right. And we get... we. We're thinking, oh, maybe it's beef. Right. And it gets, it does. It gets us off track. And we actually had a guest on mm, a couple months ago now, Dr. Stephen Sinatra, that was saying that exact same thing, that it's the sugar that's causing these heart complications and heart disease. It's not all these little minute pieces that we kind of try and hold on to. So So. we should get back to talking about... Diabetes in the older adult. And we actually do have... A guest on today. So before we went to break, we were talking um, and introducing Joy Melby. So she's had, she's actually had 15 years of experience as a director at an assisted living facility. And she was realizing that what people 
what she was serving to the residents, the menus that were provided in the assisted living and in the nursing homes really was making a huge difference, not only in their kind of short-term health, but in their long-term health and the, you know, their likelihood of going back into the hospitals. So, Joy, over the past 15 to 20 years, have you seen a lot of older adults with diabetes? Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, when I first started, our facility was 10% diabetic, mm-hmm. and um, through the years, it went anywhere from 35 to 65% diabetic. I would say every four calls I received for admission, three out of the four callers wow. were calling on a client that uh, was diabetic. Just think of that. I mean, you know, say if you said like when you first started, like 15 years ago, it was, 10, it was 10%. Right. And now it is three, out of, three out of four people? Right. right. Oh, my it, gosh. It's a, yes. It's a huge epidemic out, out there. And, and all assisted livings, I believe, need to be ready to provide a good environment mm-hmm. for their diabetic clients. So it's like if they're still feeding these people and providing, like the juice cart is, is, is a good. Right. And it's. It's a simple solution, isn't it? Right. I mean, what what's one of the you got? I think you got rid of the juice. I think. Right. It. it we couldn't. We couldn't become perfect. Yep. But uh, juice was reduced. Yeah. Snack, milk, mm-hmm. water, tea, coffee. Yeah. Yes. Um. If if you, it, it was hard to get rid of juice at breakfast time, but if you could get your client to take an orange versus. Over. The 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 orange juice. Yes. So you, you would you would slowly implement a lot of a lot of positive changes that we learned from nutritional weight and wellness. I'm happy to be sitting here again with Dar, <laughs> who brought us this great message, and uh, we implemented it. I was fortunate to have receptive staff. Yes. 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 And wow, what a difference! You you are- what a difference. And you're noticing that with the health of the population that you serve. Right, right. Uh, before we implemented a, a better diet, uh, back to our 10% diabetic mm-hmm. population at the time, it was three. We had a model diabetic, watched everything, took her blood sugars regularly. And then we had the two bad examples. <laughs> one was overweight and the other one actually was underweight. Yes, and that is really a big challenge, too. And whenever they could find a, a sugary substance, they they took it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we had blood sugars off the chart. Yes. And, in fact, I, I the big wake-up call was taking my underweight client with diabetes. Uh, every, every three months, she would have a visit with her doctor. And her doctor said, you know, Joy... You might have a really nice facility there. I've never visited. But I tell you what. Now, this doctor had my two bad diabetics as his patients. Okay. I would never refer a diabetic to your facility. Now, when you're... What a wake-up call for you. It's a wake-up call, for sure. Right. If I'm getting these calls where three out of four are diabetic... Yes. I better change things. Yes. And, And, And that's exactly what you did. Right, right. And I... I happen to be listening to um, Dishing Up Nutrition. <laughs> you know, here's a great plug for 107.1. You know, people who 
hear hear you on the radio, they they look to hire you. I, and, and the day I was listening, the topic was diabetes. Oh, really? How and, perfect. And we had had some in-services with regard to kind of carb counting, you mm-hmm. know, having a fat, having a protein, having a carb. But I was listening to Nancy and Dar on the radio, and it was like, oh, they're telling this message so simple. Oh, I wonder if I wonder if I can get them to come speak at our facility. And sure enough, they did. And we, you know, I was prepared for their in-service, and I was pretty excited because, you know, I had a, a number of in-services on carb, <laughs> carb counting. But all of a sudden, these ladies were talking about the whole community, reducing arthritic pain, stabilizing moods, getting rid of heartburn. And I, 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 at first I wanted to interrupt and say, you know, this was supposed to be on diabetes. And then the message went further where they started to talk about the fat. You know, no trans fats. Oh, you know, what's this trans fats? Partially hydrogenated fats, good fats, good proteins, good carbs, getting rid of the process, nitrates, aspartame. Oh, I was kind of like overwhelmed. <laughs> well, fortunately, we had we had made some changes on carb counting, um, uh, implemented that diet with our our diabetic mm-hmm. population yes. and s- saw some good change there. And so hearing this message for the whole community, I was like, well, let's give it a try. Yes. And again, I have to praise the staff I had because they worked well with that. Yes, they did. And but to have that in-service end and to go open up your refrigerator and see Cool Whip, mm-hmm. see margarine. Yes. Oh, some changes to be made. Oh, and we we learned to label read. Yes. And oh my gosh, uh, did that kitchen change for what they were stocking? Why don't you kind of give some of our listeners a little introduction into how, you know, the changes that you've made after Nancy and Dar came in, how the the residents are responding with their health? You know, you thought that was going to be a tough change Mm -hmm. with the residents. Now, with a lot of the residents, we are their only food source. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're the only food source, you can really see what what impact food had on on this population. And by making sure they had a good good serving of protein Mm -hmm. and that good balance of the fat and a a healthy carb, they were usually very satisfied. And and having um, your breakfast, your mid-morning snack, your, your lunch, afternoon, supper they they realized they weren't going to be starved well, i think one of the things is we teach people to eat a couple of eggs and if it's going to be farm eggs that's even better cooked in butter yes. right like they right. grew up eating right and they're so happy right that they're not eating that old icky dry cereal right, right. that they're actually eating real food mm-hmm. and who doesn't like it right and then their blood sugar gets balanced out and right they- and then that's the quality of the life for the resident is once they start, you introduce those good real foods in balance throughout right. the day, they start to feel better. If their blood sugars aren't going right. up and down, they're starting to feel better. Right. 
So You know, I think when we come back, you guys, we one a couple of things we should talk about is okay, so what happens to a diabetic when their blood sugars are out of control? Absolutely. Especially if they're living in an assistant living facility or a nursing home. And let let's get it out really so people understand how dangerous it is. I think that's a great idea. Okay. So if you are just tuning in, again, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have always wanted to take the weight and wellness series and just don't have six free nights, now you can take the weight and wellness series in one weekend, which is kind of a bonus. So join us in St. Paul for the weight and wellness weekend. It's on May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So mark your calendars, everyone. Here's what other people have said. You know, one quote was, this was one of the most inspirational and enlightening weekends of my life. When you say life-changing nutrition, you are not kidding. So in addition, you can earn 14.4 continuing education credits. So what are you waiting for? To sign up, call 651-699-3438. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you know that getting sufficient sleep helps your metabolism and actually helps you lose weight? You can lose weight while you sleep. Isn't that and amazing? That's a nice thought. But if you struggle with insomnia, as about 30% of Americans, you know, I would actually suggest making an appointment with the, one of the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And that's a, you know, a really big piece that we work on with a lot of people is nutrition, or is their sleep with, yes. versus their nutrition. Because a lot of people are struggling with not getting, they can't fall asleep or they can't stay asleep. Because sometimes a sleep problem is really com- complicated is. and we have to get down to the bottom of it. But we do know that for a lot of people, if you take four to 500 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And one of the supplements that I have found really helpful for a lot of people is called NeuroCalm. And so just those things might be the answer. But... Again, if you have if you've got a serious sleep problem, mm-hmm. you may need a more in-depth solution. So you can call 699-3438 and uh, set up an appointment yep. and see if we can really get to the the bottom of that sleep issue. So Katie, before we went on break, we were going to talk about some of the complications of these highs and low blood sugars. Some of the things that you saw when you were working in a facility. And I think that this would be a good discussion between the two of you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and just to help people understand, you know, some of the, the severity of the highs and the lows of blood sugar, how that affects their system. Um, you know, so thinking about that, a lot of scenarios come to mind. You know, one thing I think of is slow wound healing when I was working back in, mm-hmm. you know, long-term care and transitional care units. So so I had seen a lot of residents who had had, you know, severe burns yes. on their body, or maybe they had kind of those deep pressure ulcers, or, you know, maybe some people know them as like bed sores. Yes. So what I would do, you know, as a dietitian, I'd always keep an eye on how they were healing and if they needed any change to, changes to their nutrition. So I noticed that the individuals that I would track that had uncontrolled blood sugars, those were the individuals that typically had much a much more difficult time healing their wounds. And, you know, I think if we look at that logically, Katie, right. you know, when people are wanting to heal bed sores or wounds, they need protein. They do. And they need good fat. Absolutely. They do not need sugar. They do not need sugar. And <laughs> if their body, I mean, if, if they're eating a lot of these processed carbohydrates, too much juice, anything like that, 
it's extremely stressful for the system. It's extremely mm-hmm. stressful for the body. So if the body is trying to combat the stress of the highs and lows of the blood sugars, it can't efficiently heal the burns and it can't efficiently heal the pressure areas. So, you know, when you're thinking in terms of delivering that box of candy to grandma right, or the brownies to grandpa. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to be nice. <laughs> you're actually making their condition worse. Absolutely. It's not actually overall a nice thing to do. It's going to cause them to not heal as quickly. or And nobody wants that. No. Family gifts can be a challenge. Yes, <laughs> it can be. You know, we would, and Joy, I'm sure you would, you know, you're up against that too, is people would bring in the treats around, you know, Christmas right. time. or um, Another thing that I saw with people, and Joy, I don't know if you had seen this previously too, is that <clears throat> pain was a big factor. Oh, sure. You know, in some of these residents, um, when their blood sugars, when people's blood sugars run, you know, too high for too long a period of time, really what happens is they start to experience a lot of pain. They start to develop something called neuropathy, right? Mm -hmm. Where their nerve endings, you know, typically the feet and in the legs start to become damaged. And that causes a lot of pain for people. You know, that's that quality of life piece, right? Right. They don't want to be feeling like they have tingling in their toes and numbness and kind of like they're walking on fire. Um, So it's so important to be controlling their blood sugars. And I think we need to point out that that is just from... High blood, blood sugars. sugars. Yes. It's burning out the nerve endings. And I think of, right, and I think of high blood sugars kind of like little razor blades mm-hmm. when I think about it in the bloodstream. It, it just kind of sits there and scratches away and rips away and tears and damages, and that's what happens to the end of the nerves, mm-hmm. and then they feel a lot of pain. So it's like for somebody who's in pain, for somebody who isn't healing appropriately, I mean, how much of a, you know, you know, the nutritionists and the dietitians' jobs and the facilities' jobs to make sure that they're having good, good balanced food. Yes. Um, you know, and Joy, I think you've, you've seen that with how your residents had started to feel. Right. After they started to eating, just eat cutting down the diarrhea and the na- yes. nausea. Yes. And I tell you, um, when we implemented this, we cut down on. We did not have the flu come through our building. It was not an epidemic. And I can tell you the worst two weeks of my life was probably the one of my first years as a director where um, a respiratory uh, flu came in our building, airborne, mm-hmm. and it, it, it hit almost all our residents, took down your staff. Yep. Um, it, it was a, a nightmare. And yet here I'm being paid to take care of clients, mm-hmm. and you have to take responsibility for that. Right. Um, once we implemented the information nutritional weight and wellness brought us, pointing out that if you're over-carbing these clients, mm-hmm. um, giving them too, mu- too many process, um, they can't fight the other illness, illnesses that are coming to the building. Right. So I tell you, at Christmas time, granted, we, we couldn't go totally cookie free, but at Christmas time, we really scaled back cookies and mm-hmm. making sure that they had healthy fruits, healthy carbs, and their healthy proteins uh, to combat them going out and visiting with their families because mm-hmm. you knew they were going to be getting more sugar there. Yes. So yes. if we could kind of prepare, um, we we went through the winter with no no flu. 
Um, That's amazing. Which is really amazing. Now, Nutritional Weight and Wellness educated an assisted living last spring that I I work with. And Mm -hmm. last winter, they had the flu go through their building twice. This year, they did not have any flu outbreak except for one or two clients. They have 40 residents. Okay. That was amazing. That is. Thank you. So <laughs> so actually after changing, just changing what they're eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Better fats. Yeah. Better proteins. Getting rid of the bad carbs. It bolstered their immune function that much. I mean, especially when they live so close to one another. You right. Know, in such close contact all the time. The fact that that didn't rush through, that, that shows us that right. the good food right. really supported their immune function. I mean, that's how important good food is. Keep mm-hmm. up your message, ladies. Yes. <laughs> Keep up your message. We aren't stopping anytime soon. <laughs> no, that's true. We're not. <laughs> so, Dar, we actually have um, a caller. Oh, okay. Do you want to take right, a caller? Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. So you are listening to Editioning Up Nutrition. Do you have a question for us? Good morning. Good morning. Lee? Yes. Hi. Oh, hi there, Lee. Lee. Yeah, um... I have a sister that's diabetic, and she basically takes insulin with each meal. Mm-hmm. And she's recently um, gone undergone chemotherapy for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So the chemotherapy is making her very tired. Yes. And, is, um, you know, she doesn't have any appetite. So what's been happening to her is she's so exhausted that she'll take her insulin shot and she'll forget to eat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or mm-hmm. she just forgets to eat. And she ends up going into a blackout. Yep. It's... And when she does that, many times when she wakes up, she cannot move her arms or legs. That's right. So I, I think what's happening, I don't know for sure, but I think it's that her sugar got too low. Yes, yes exactly. She had and too much insulin. She, and it bottomed out her, yes. her blood sugar levels. Yes, it's dangerous. So what I mean, what we've been trying to do is um, she lives alone. So we, we call her in the morning, several phone calls to make sure she's up and that she'll eat breakfast, at least get her day started. Um, you know, we're calling her all the time to check on her, but what, is there anything, and we've made her food. We, we make okay. sandwiches that she can, you know, because when she starts getting like this, she doesn't have time to make a meal. So we're making sandwiches that she can just put by a chair where she's sitting so she doesn't even have to think about going and getting food. It's right there. Right. Are there do you have any other suggestions, things that we can do? Well, I think she needs some more support. I mean, she right. has to have some kind of a caregiver yes. coming in, and she needs more support to get her diabetes under control because she's obviously giving herself too much insulin, and that's really too dangerous for what she's eating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and there has to be some kind of agency or something that would right. add that support. A it. home health agency yes. could probably yeah. help her immensely. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, she we, just... We've been trying to go down that path, but she's very stubborn. But I think we have to get to the yeah, point where and, But that, you know, that that is not a... I think that's something we should talk about, too, is mm-hmm. that sometimes when people have too, too low of blood sugars... Right. Or even too high. Yes, they don't make logical decisions about their health. Because when you have right. low blood sugar, it's kind of like you have low blood flow to the brain, mm-hmm. and you—I yep. mean—you can't logically say, "Oh, I should eat something now." I mean, it's just—it's yeah. not. So right. some people, sometimes people have to step in and make those decisions for you. Yeah, I think what's happening is when she is feeling good, and we try to talk to her about it, she just 
refuses. Yes. Yes. But I think we just have to say this isn't a choice anymore. Exactly. I think you're right. Okay. Yep. Um, so my, that's my one. Can I just ask one other question? Okay, sure. Uh, my one sister said that a different sister said that one thing that will help her immediately is eating mayonnaise. Is that right or good? I mean, it does help her, but is that the right thing to do? Well, a good mayonnaise is fine because it stabilizes. It's a fat that stabilizes the blood sugar. Mm -hmm. But okay. avocados would do the same thing. Yep. Olives would do the same thing. So okay. it right. it's uh, it blunts that amount of insulin she's putting in. But she's okay. putting in too much insulin. Yes, versus what she's okay. eating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for your help. I love your show. Thank Good. you very Thanks much. Thanks for the call, Lee. Dar, it is that time again. Okay. It, it flies, doesn't it? <laughs> it oh. does. So, everyone, we are going to take a break. Um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you sleep less than seven and, a half, seven and a half to eight hours per night, you may experience some serious health problems. Lack of sleep is associated with multiple health problems. You know, insulin resistance, prediabetes, weight gain, aches and pains. You can have poor memory if you don't get enough sleep, even depression. Um, we can help you develop a good sleep pattern and a night of restful sleep without those harmful sleep medications. Mm -hmm, we can. And just think, you will like, when you're sleeping, you are going to be able to lose weight. So give us a call at 651-699-3438. Hi, sleep. I miss you. What's it been? Six months? A year? I don't even know anymore. I just know I need you, and I really want to reconnect. I tried medication, hypnosis, some weird tea that smelled like feet, crying hysterically. None of it worked. A friend of mine told me about this place that helped her sleep, Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I know. What the heck does food have to do with sleep? She says a lot. I can't remember what exactly because my mind is shot these days. No sleepy, no thinky. Plus, I'm getting acne and headaches, and my butt's getting fat. I'm going a little crazy, you know? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give Nutritional Weight and Wellness a try, and I promise, Sleep, if you come back, I won't snore. Learn how real food can improve your sleep, mood, digestion, skin, and more. Sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you're a director of a nursing home, a group home, a treatment center, or an adult daycare, and feel your staff needs more nutrition education, you'll give our office a call, mm -hmm. and we can arrange training and classes to meet your special needs and concerns. You know, we are the nutrition experts. We are. And we're really great at training mm -hmm. and at helping people understand. So just call our office at 651-699-3438. And as for Nancy Palm, she mm -hmm. really works well setting up these sessions with people. Yes, absolutely. And Joy, now you have also developed a software program, haven't right. you? Mm -hmm. Tell right. us a little bit about that. Well, it's an electronic medical records, but it's really a great communication piece for the staff on real time um, to manage the client. The, the goal is to... Uh, allow for a happier client, mm -hmm. catch any condition changes uh, so they stay in, in that facility longer, but also an efficiency piece where allow 
the staff to work better and maybe not get burned out where mm-hmm. they can go home and have time for themselves. And, you know, you want your staff happy and you want your residents happy. Yes, you do. And um, I I have a website for any assisted living operators out there have, happening to listen, and that's www.lifestyleledger.com. Okay. okay. So lifestyleledger.com. Yeah, Joyful Inc., Creator of the Lifestyle Ledger, software for the people in the business of caring. Okay. So, there you go. Good. All right. Thanks. Sounds good. Very nice. <laughs> um, Joy, you were telling us a little, you know, us a little story over break that I think would be um, interesting for the listeners. Right. I, I tell you, we, our, our facility evolved from being maybe not the best place for a diabetic to being a very strong place for a diabetic. And one day I happened to come into a conversation where the nurse uh, was advising us that we were getting a new client. Okay. And one of the staff was, well, well, tell us about her. And she said, well, you know, she's a diabetic. And the staff asked, well, is she on insulin or yeah. what, what's, yeah, she on? what's she on? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> the, the nurse went, oh, she's on insulin. Only to hear that staff say, we'll see about that. Meaning she has seen right. the changes with the right. nutrition. That right. She's probably not going to be on insulin that much longer. Right. Maybe she goes to a pill form. Yes. But she knew that we could change the the life of a diabetic in a positive way. And I think thanks to the nutrition. That's, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. I mean, mm-hmm. again, nutrition is so powerful right. if we let it be. Right. So maybe, you know, people are saying, okay, well, okay, so we're not going to be feeding them juice and we're not going to be feeding them cake and we're not going to be loading up their plate with mashed potatoes and corn. So what are we going to be feeding (laughs) them? What can they eat? (laughs) Um, You know, I actually did one of the trainings with a couple of Joy's staff members, mm-hmm. and we kind of threw around some ideas, what the residents like, um, you know, making sure that they have foods that they enjoy, too. Right. Um, because that's very a big important. piece. It's very important. They need to enjoy the foods that they're eating. Um, you know, maybe you can give us some examples, too, Joy. I remember they talked about, um, you know, salmon salad. So taking good, good salmon, some good mayo, right. and serving it on like a wasa right. rye cracker for a snack. I mean, mm-hmm. that's balanced. Yes, it's balanced and it tastes great. And it tastes great and they love it. Right. Um, we we gravitated a lot to, you know, a, a, a good yogurt with mm-hmm. fresh fruit. Yes. Um, tr- and a good yogurt meaning? Organic, full fat. Full fat. Yes. Because <laughs> there's that fat piece again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fat is the blood sugar anchor. One of the ladies you trained just recently, um, Teresa, um, a couple weeks ago, it was National Food on a Stick Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she created this great um, chicken kebab oh. um, with a little pineapple, chicken, and a, a, a light curry sauce on it. It was it was really wonderful. And did the residents enjoy oh, that? Yes, you yeah. bet. She, ha- she had a version with no curry, too, but um, it was it was delightful. That's amazing. But, you know, it was fun. It, mm-hmm. And... You know, I think something as simple, and I do I do this when mm-hmm. my family comes over because we've got this genetics that are pre-diabetic sure. genetics. And In the, yes. Deviled eggs. Oh, I yes. always have deviled eggs. People like deviled eggs. Who does not? I mean, almost They're very ever. satisfying. They are. Kids love them. Adults love them. 
And again, they've got the protein, the fat. Right. So then it's like, here comes the snack cart, right? And if the snack cart has juice and cookies on it, well, you're going to have residents that aren't going to heal as well. They're going to have more pain, maybe some more highs and lows of their blood sugars, having more, you know, (laughs) yes, moods, having moods or Uh confusion even. Um, But if instead the snack cart rolled up and it had deviled eggs or salmon salad, you know, things that they still enjoy, everybody is going to have, they're going to feel better. We're all going to win. We're all going to win. That is a good point. Everybody's going to be more joyful. They're going to be, they're going to feel better. Yes. Okay, you guys. I got one for you. All right. What about the Jello cups? Oh boy. Those, what about those? What are we going to do with those? Let's toss those. I think <laughs> I think the garbage can is calling the name of the Jello cups. You know, so you know some ideas to replace the Jello cups because if I think hospitals or nursing mm-hmm. homes, I think Jello. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I do absolutely. Yep, you're right. And it's straight sugar. Right. Right. But you know something like um, an unsweetened applesauce. Maybe with some pecans or, you know, a nut that the residents like. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I mean, everybody likes applesauce, but you and add... Maybe with a cheese stick or something. Sure. And plus those those pecans, you know, the fat in those pecans, right? There's that fat piece again that's going to be the blood sugar anchor. It's going to keep everything stabilized. Or avocados. Avocados sliced with oranges. Mm-hmm. There that's you go. That's a really refreshing little salad. Yes, so we got to get rid of the sandwiches, too. Mm-hmm. If people are diabetic, the sandwiches have too much sugar. Too much sugar. Right. They break down to too much sugar. Um, you know, things like at, at mealtimes, instead of maybe a sandwich, we could do chili. Can we put sour cream on? Yes. We could put some sour cream <laughs> and on olives. <laughs> And olives. And olives. <laughs> and onions. We're all getting hungry over here talking about all this good food. You know, residents love that, right? A nice right. big bowl of chili, right. sour cream. Um or, you know, for a snack cart, we could do cottage cheese. Maybe throw some berries on top and maybe some seeds or some almonds or something like that. I mean, those are those are some pretty easy changes. And they don't create a lot of work, do they, Joy? I mean, no, those kinds really of... No, they really don't. And the, the long-term benefit is way more huge. You know, to have a, a soup that was chopped... Chopping up your vegetables and adding your meat versus, yes. versus opening up a can of canned soup. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, Joy, thank you for being on Thank this you, Dar and Katie. Such Great to see you. Such an informative show. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. So for everyone else, enjoy the day. And remember, always remember, change your food, change your life. Thank you. love you. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.